It's gonna be a crazy one. It's a lot of battles on this card. It's gonna be your favorite one. And I ain't gonna play with him. So he back smack, cool. Ain't no saying he's sorry. Today my birthday. I bought a couple things to the party. For you to get them dreads clapped and leave with your head wrapped like Damien Marley. Get your cranium party. He got drive, but if he tests our rosa, nigga, this ain't a Ferrari. Let's bet it us. Let's say about this is I think LeBron and Russell Westbrook are going to clash and do not be surprised if Russell Westbrook is traded midseason if the project doesn't go as planned because Westbrook is unpredictable he's either hitting really good or missing really bad now his jumps now if LeBron has to be the distributor they're going to leave Westbrook open for three he's not a very good three-point shooter however he makes up for it with sharp athleticism and his ability to finish at the rim with along with passing ability. It's going to be hard to it's not enough balls out there for AD, Russ and LeBron who are ball dominant who operate well with the ball. They're going to have to and I don't think they have the right coach to manage all three of those egos. Definitely Plus my Dominican broad, making me chili con, face 
a hook and plan a perfect verse to burst like a person that jerk from a circus cannon that land to the earth. It's me on the song feature, your fleet breathing as strong as a gypsy reading the palm with a drawn heater. Never gone off the wrong reefer, a bone cheaper to dawn, ball as long as the bronze, bronze sneakers. Got ways of a thuggy, think I won't come and get you dressed like a bone with pistols and AKs in the bucket. is blazing and lovely because I'm bored with the game. So I sat back, chill, drop on exchange. And a lot of rap niggas got lost, heard fine ticker carrying tunes and assumed he done got soft. They didn't understand it was my next direction. So I'm playing postman and addressing questions like, yes, I'm still an LB. No, I'm not leaving. No, I don't eat meat, but yes, I'm still beefing. With all these whack niggas putting records out. This is all live, nigga, check it out. LBS, Villa fam on a mission. And I ain't worried about niggas fighting mistress. So they still teething off the listening. All right, cut that shit. Cut that shit. Y'all had a long enough introduction. Yo, man, I just want niggas to hear some real rap for a change, man. You know? Shit, my intros ain't gonna be too much of that. I'm <laughs> Yeah, ain't gonna be full of that fuck shit, nigga. Yo, this is King Don't Uncensored, nigga. The hottest, most controversial opinion in the streets with another motherfucking banger. This is day one of the NBA season. The Ops lost we gonna that's what we gonna call this one the ops lost and this was a beautiful opening day nba season but we're not gonna start off with that though we're gonna save the best for last my niggas we're gonna say the best for last because i got some jokes well not any good ones <laughs> let's stop playing man all right more ben simmons news damn man we can't go a day without hearing this light-skinned motherfucker fuck up some more, man. This dude is becoming a diva. Everybody talk that shit about Luka Doncic being a diva. This nigga... I hate to say it, but this nigga is probably the biggest diva in the NBA. Like, the these Instagram hoes really got you gassed up. Now it's time for the big bad wolf. <laughs> Man, these Instagram hoes and that Jenner bitch, whoever the fuck he with now, got him gassed up. Rich Paul. I, I, I hate to say this, man, about African-American brothers. I, I understand. I, I like when African-American brothers get opportunities like being an agent, but Rich Paul got to be the worst agent in the league. This nigga really has to get his client under control. If this nigga is going to practice with a cell phone, playing with a cell phone in his sweatpants, he's not even practicing in shorts, he's practicing in a whole sweat outfit. Not taking it serious. Doc let that slide the first day, but that second day, Doc was like, I have had enough of you. They reenacted the Coach Carter scene. Get out of my gym. I mean, you can't be serious. So basically, the tipping point was when Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to run multiple defensive drills, and he declined. And Doc was like, well, all right, we'll get your bitch ass out of here then. 
And Ben just bounced the basketball hard and left. And asked Joel Embiid about it. He was like, man, I don't give a fuck about this dude, man. This nigga think that he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. You think you just gonna come in here and just take my shit? I'm saying, though, dog, this is getting out of control. I can tell you how it went. Ben, I get your ass out here wrestling defensive drills. Look, I'm not running anything, you bloke. Why don't you just get off my back? It just happened. Look, if you don't run this defensive drill, you can leave practice. Well, fuck you, Mike. I might as well just leave the fucking game, the fucking practice then. Kiss my ass. You fucking cockroach. You black nigga. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. You black nigga. You remember all about the Benjamins? <laughs> Leonardo DeFagio. <laughs> That's Ben Simmons, Leonardo DeFagio. Catch me if you can, head-ass nigga. Oh, man. This is out of control. This is the most childish, most unprofessional piece of shit in the league. Like, this nigga takes acting like a bitch and acting light-skinned. Us light... Me, as a representative of the light-skinned community, we would like to offer and put Ben Simmons on the trading block. Nigga, we'll, we'll trade this nigga for Terry Crews. <laughs> we we, we, we uh, would like to uh, proposition a trade. Because we do not, me as a member of the Light Skin Committee, do not claim Ben Simmons. This is out of control and fucking sad, bro. And, and it's sad that nobody on the inside the NBA panel talked about this Ben Simmons situation. I know Charles talked about him, but nobody brought this shit up. Meanwhile, they took a 20-minute session on talking shit about Kyrie Irving, though. That's just very disappointing. Very disappointing. I mean, Charles, I expect that opinion from Charles. You know, he, you know, he's bought and paid for and overpaid, might I add. But I was, I mean, Kenny Smith did have an interesting take on it. He was kind of neutral. I don't think, I think EJ and Shaq were quiet on it. I didn't get there. I didn't come in on uh, their opinions on the situation, but I know Barkley said that Kyrie should take the vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Magic came out on some cool shit and said, oh man, I would never do that to my team. I would never take an opinion from a man with HIV. When it comes to the vaccine, I would never respect an opinion from a nigga that got the AIDS virus already. Fuck out of here, Magic. Come on, man. It seems like the whole world is just taking its turns on hating on my man's Kyrie Irving. Man, I'm starting to like this dude even more. I'm starting to become a fan. Like, this dude might crack my top 10 favorite players after all in the league. Because he wasn't in my top 10 at all. No disrespect to him. I respect him and all that. But, you know, favorites is different. It's not about game. It's about what I like. 
But let's just move on to today's games. There isn't any interesting news but these two games. The NBA season tipped off today with Brooke with the brutal beatdown of the Brooklyn Nets. And you could just tell that this Brooklyn team missed Kyrie Irving. I mean, this was exciting. The Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champions, a team that isn't even favored to win the championship. Isn't that some shit? These dudes are not respected enough. And Milwaukee came out here and took their respect. Yes, I have Brooklyn winning the most games, but winning the most games don't mean shit. You can lose in the second round. You can lose in the first round and have the best record. But Milwaukee beat the Brooklyn Nets 127 to 104. And it just seems like the momentum tilted Milwaukee's direction. No matter what Brooklyn had to retaliate with, Milwaukee just seemed to find an answer after answer after answer. And let's start off with the Brooklyn Nets because I guess they're the first thing on this sheet. Kevin Durant did Kevin Durant things. 32 points, 11 rebounds. It seems like the only teammate that showed up was Patty Mills. I mean, James Harden had a great first half, but was non-existent in the second half. Harden had a great first half, but James Harden didn't do shit in that second half. He didn't do a motherfucking thing in that second half. He disappeared just like he did in the playoffs last year in Game 7. Harden was distributing well, but... I'm just saying, dude. And Joe Harris, a.k.a. Ho Harris. This dude was throwing up more bricks than Pablo Escobar. Blake Griffin is trash, by the way. Six points. Horrible. Nick Claxton had more points than you, Blake. Or should I say fake Griffin? Patrick Mills. The only of only one of Kevin Durant's teammates that was firing off, popping off the whole game. 21 points, 7 of 11 shooting, 7 of 7 from 3. My God. Yo, once this team gets their shit together, my God. Patty Mills going to be a problem. But. An even bigger disappointment than James Harden's second half and Joe Harris shooting woes was the combination of Paul Millsap and LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge was lethargic Aldridge once again. He has those moments. He LaMarcus Aldridge was never really a consistent ball player when he was in his prime. He would have big nights, but he would never fucking, you know... You know, but Paul Millsap and LaMarcus Aldridge combined to score one point and six rebounds combined. 
Millsap only got five minutes in this game. It was just pretty bad, pretty bad. That's crazy that James Johnson played more than Paul Millsap. James Johnson played 20 minutes and scored one point. So, Brooklyn's bench did not come to play today. Patty Mills was the only person that came to play today. Now, let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I had said time and time again, long as Chris Middleton scores 20 points or more, Milwaukee can win every game. And I mean every game. If that dude scores 20 or more. And he and Chris Middleton bought it tonight. 20 points, 9 rebounds. But Middleton, do not have 8 points in your next game, bro. Do not shoot 3 of 14 in your next game, bro. Keep that energy the same and consistent. Giannis Antipo Negro put his hat in and makes a hell of a case for the best player in the world right now. He made his case tonight by beating Kevin uh, Durant once again. Despite matching Durant in points, And rebounds. It looked like they were just neck and neck. This is why I have a problem with picking who's the best. I mean, I have Durant right now, but I said if Giannis repeats, I will give him best player in basketball on a silver platter. And depending on how the Nets and Bucks finish this season and how they play in the playoffs, that'll make a better case. Now... I think the rings got the Bucks hype because Giannis had 32 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 blocks, and a steal. That was very incredible. Grayson Allen hit some big shots today. Drew Holiday had 12 points, but unfortunately, he left with a, a, a cracked heel. So, honestly, I'm not sure about how long he's going to miss, but definitely... He's going to miss some time. Hopefully not that much time. Pat Connington matched Patrick Mills with 20 points of his own off the bench. 8 of 13 shooting from the field. 4 of 9 from 3. And the X factor that I believe who is going to be the X factor of this season and possibly could get into that most improved player conversation it's Jordan Narara. He contributed 15 points and 6 rebounds. 6 of 13 shooting. 3 of 6 from 3. Like Milwaukee just came out here with confidence and swagger. Now, and the crazy part about all of this is Milwaukee was missing Bobby Portis, Simi Olige, Dante DeFishizzo, and Rodney Hood, and still beat the dog shit in the breaks off the Brooklyn Nets by 23 points. Giannis is a problem. And then not to mention, Antipo Negro worked on his jumper, and his jumper looks beautiful. 
Now, everybody is shocked about Giannis passing the ball. Giannis has always been a good passer. He's always averaged five or six assists per game throughout the uh, regular season. So don't be surprised. And my favorite game of the night, the Lakers lost. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm asleep hella good tonight. We sleeping good tonight. I don't need no melatonin, nigga. I'ma have a melatonin sleep. I'ma have a anejo sleep, nigga. I'ma have that lost my virginity sleep, nigga. Tonight, bitch. The Golden State Warriors come into Faker Nation and shut down that 360 bullshit. 360 my ass. That 360 got cut into a 180 because one of them niggas was missing tonight. Russell Westbrick was on a milk carton tonight. And yes, I'm blaming Russ for this. Yes. Because Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they did their thing tonight. I got to give them some credit. I don't know what's wrong with the Brody, man. Like, why wasn't the Brody attacking the basket? Why was he so passive-aggressive? And why the fuck was he shooting jump shots? What the fuck? Are we serious right now? Let's talk about Golden State for a second because I watched both games in its entirety. So y'all can't tell me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Now, Draymond Green, I want to talk about him for a second. Maybe, just maybe, I was wrong about Draymond Green and leaving him out. Did I leave him out the top 50? I might have left him out the top 50. I don't know, man. Maybe I, I mean, maybe he could be at least at 50, bro. Because this nigga knows how to run some goddamn offense and knows how to set plays and knows how to be a floor general. Like, I have a little bit more respect for Draymond Green after today. And yes, what's even beautiful, even more beautiful is the Lakers have lost seven in a row. They they were 0-6 in the preseason. Now they're 0-1 to start the season. Well, let's continue on to Golden State before we get to these niggas. Jordan Poole and Golden State, six niggas in double figures. Andrew Wiggins had a poor first half, but he made up for it with clutch buckets in the second half. I have to give Andrew Wiggins some credit tonight. He hit the shots when it mattered. He hit the shots when it mattered. Even though he was making some bad decisions. I mean, he had a couple of meaningless turnovers, but Golden State had what we call staying power and veteran leadership. This team's going to be dangerous once they regain Klay Thompson and, and James Wiseman. Once those two come back to the fold, Golden State will be close to what they were. But... Kevon Looney had a good first half. He was hitting some 
Nice little hook shots. Jordan Poole had 20 points on 8 of 18 shooting, 4 of 11 from 3. Jordan Poole could be the runaway favorite for most improved player. He could be the runaway favorite. This dude gets buckets. This dude had confidence, even though I was a little bit worried. I don't know. It looked like he tweaked his hamstring a little bit in that game. I was worried, but he finished out the game. Shout out to him, Stephen motherfucking Curry. Wardell Steph Curry, the motherfucking second. He had a terrible shooting game. Terrible shooting game. But guess what? He turned that into a triple-double. He had a Russell Westbrook shooting game. And still had a triple-double, 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. This dude had a god-awful game, and Golden State still won. Can you imagine if Steph was hitting? He was 5 of 21. He was awful. But the rest of the Warriors picked up the slack, and he had the help that he needed tonight. He had more than enough help tonight. Steph Curry, if Steph Curry would have hit those shots, they would have blew the Lakers out. They would have turned that 360 to a 180 to a zero. Another big player in today's game was Niema Belitsika. Man, Belitsika was going crazy. He shot six of seven, one for one from three, and had a double-double, y'all. 15 points and 11 rebounds. This is looking like the silent pickup of the year, man. This is a candidate for silent pickup of the year, y'all. My goodness. This Belitsika guy, man, if he could play like that every night, look out. My goodness. Andre Iguodala, he was big. He put, he put that defense on, on the King, even though LeBron James went crazy. We'll get to him in a minute. But Iggy hit some big shots. Damian Lee, bro-in-law. Isn't he, uh, isn't he uh, Aisha's brother? I have to look it up just to confirm. Because I don't like to be wrong on this show. I got to make sure that I'm right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so he is married to Steph Curry's sister. That makes a whole lot of sense. That's why I call him bro-in-law. Man, can you imagine having a nigga like Steph in your family and you can hoop a little bit and this nigga could just get you a contract extension? He was hot tonight, though. He hit some big shots in that first half. 15 points, not bad. Now, Los Angeles Lakers, it was pretty much all it was all LeBron and AD. LeBron had a hell of a game. You got to give LeBron James credit. He still is a top 10 player in today's game. He's still one of the greatest players to ever pick up a basketball. You can't deny that. 34 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. 
13 of 23 shooting, 5 of 11 from 3. That nigga did everything possible to keep that team in the game. And he was hitting some shots. AD. This dude was unstoppable. 15 of 26. 33 points and 11 rebounds. These two held it down for real. Now, no one else on this team but Carmelo Anthony stepped up. Melo had nine. But everybody else was in single digits. Golden State had six dudes in double figures. And they still lost with LeBron and AD scoring 34 and 33 points. Brody, eight points on four of 13 shooting. It looked like Russell Westbrook handed these niggas the game. On a silver platter. Um, I mean, Kent Bazemore hit some big shots for them. I give them him that. But, however, it looks like Golden State played the Lakers for the alley-oop because they love to do that alley-oop cute shit, right? But... This was all LeBron and AD with no third person. What happened to 360? It looked like 36 to me. You can't really blame Bron or AD for this. You have to blame everyone else for not stepping up more. What killed the Lakers today was Westbrook decided to, to take a DMP. Avery Bradley came in and hit some big shots today. They just picked him up. This shit was crazy, man. Like, I wasn't shocked that Golden State won. Because you have to look at the fact that I told y'all, Russell Westbrook does not fit with this team. I told y'all niggas in July. Who would have ever thought that that would have changed? I bet you if they trade Russell Westbrook, for Ben Simmons right now. I think Ben Simmons would be a better fit for this team than um, Russell Westbrook. That would be the only trade that I could see happen with that bad Westbrook contract. Or even John Wall would play a lot better with the Lakers than Westbrook. He's just not a fit. I think Westbrook should come off the bench. I'm not saying that Westbrook is a bad player. He's a wonderful player. But he needs to be in a situation where he has more control over the offense. He can't play in an offense where two other guys demand the ball and he has to stand there and wait for a jumper. Like, this dude had a triple single tonight. A triple single. That's disappointing, bro. However, there are 11 games tomorrow. 
My Detroit Pistons going against the Chicago Bulls. Oh, Lord, pray for us. Pray for us all. But however, I'm going to close out with this. All I want to say is today was a good day. Last night, fucked around and got a triple-double. And oh yeah, I'm going to keep reminding y'all, Friday. You don't know, Friday, if you don't know, is Wale Music Fridays. And the King Known Awards nominees, they're coming soon, y'all. Just wait for it. Now, however, this is King Don't Uncensored. Day one of the NBA season, the Ops lost, and I'm out.